Hey friends, you're listening to the Trash Cast. Did you know that you can get more of what you want, which is all that trash, all that trash, over on my Patreon, at Tommy Lank on Patreon, or head to thetrashcast.com for more of what you love, which is the Trash Cast. We have ad-free episodes, early access to those episodes, and bonus audio and video content. So head over and sign up. If you want some of that. Also, no pressure. Live your life. I don't want to tell you what to do. Well, in this episode, I am sitting down with my friend Carrie Syme. She's a fancy pants writer. She's kind of like a modern day Carrie in Sex and the City. She gets to write for big fashion things, uh, the New York Times. But I met her in the comedy world and she came up in the Groundlings. Um, and she's just fun and hilarious and delightful, and you're gonna love her. Um, but first up, hit that theme song. All around us, trash or treasure. Make your mind up, what's your pleasure? Hey, I think we should talk some trash. Ah, it's the trash gas. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm in trash. I collect it, I sort it, and I throw it in my trash can. My trash can. My guest today is my pal, Carrie Syme. Woohoo! Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Tom Lank. Um, I'm obsessed with you. Uh, my listeners may not know this, but you um, you wrote the New York Times article. That, the infamous New York Times article. That really kind of changed my life. But it was a delight. It was such a delight to write, it's, and I was so excited to write it. It... Um, to, it's kind of my not it's not that it's my accomplishment the article because you wrote it but it is like my greatest trophy I guess I could say I got it framed and like my um, my neighbor she does like professional like, framing, framing. And stuff and art placement and Ooh. things so anyway so she hooked me up and it's like all the parts of the article are framed and matted and it's on my wall. So well, you, you know, my the best part about that article is we got to do it as a Q&A, which I've never gotten to write before for oh, the really? New York Times. And so really it was just it, it is your creation because it was your quotes oh. and um well, no, and my know. editor loved it and it remains one of my most popular articles. Well, so thank yay. you. Oh my gosh. Now you um so you write a lot in the world of you do fashion coverage. Um, you write for Alexa. Is that still happening in Alexa, New York? Alexa, yes. That's the New York Post luxury section. Oh. Fashion, travel. So do you... Here's my question to Yes. You. I feel, you know, like the richer you get, the more successful you get, the more you sort of not drink the Kool-Aid of it, but like the more you're willing to wear something just insane, crazy sleeves, shapeless. Just pushing those boundaries yeah. to get noticed. Do you find the more that you cover it that, I don't know, like what's my actual question? Like, are, do, are do I, you... Did I become immune? Did I drink the Kool-Aid? Yes. No, I spit that Kool-Aid out. Oh, you did? Okay. I am from Nebraska, Okay. And I embrace, my attitude is Midwestern wisdom all the time, and I'm a practical gal. But I find, I find, it, I, I find it humorous. I find it, I like the art side of it, the creative creation side of yeah. it. But I like to admire it from afar. There are girls in my office, or women I should say, who will spend more than they probably should on things. Yeah. And, and, I have to, and I'm always the mom 
I don't know. I don't know if you should get. Have you checked TJ Maxx for oh, something TJ similar? Maxx. You know, I. It's interesting because, well, also, uh, uh, I was just looking at Reese Witherspoon opening her like surprise Adidas Beyonce swag. Um, did you see any of these videos? Like, I did. Isn't it a celebrity unboxing? It's a celebrity unboxing. Like, remember when uh, Kim. Kardashian was sending all those people those heart things that they were smashing or whatever. Yes. So now Beyonce's doing it and it's various. Uh, of her Adidas line. Her new uh. Adidas line. And like she's sending J- Janelle Monet got like a trunk of things. Uh, Reese Witherspoon got like a rolling rack of things that was sort of in, in, engulfed in a sort of a neoprene outer shell type thing. And it's interesting that. What are we getting, Tom? Are we? That the poor people have to pay for <laughs> oh it. Oh my God. And we're just going to send it for free to the rich people. Reese could buy, she could afford that. That's the thing, isn't it? Oh. And like, who are they? Like we, uh, us as the consumers, like the average person buying Vogue magazine or reading Alexa, the luxury section. Are we are we reading these things as like, oh, like it's so fun to fantasize about them? Or are we all outspending what we should be and like I living outside the, of our means? I think that's the trap. I think the key is to admire the beauty, be inspired by it. Like you do. You make your own creations inspired by these things. But I think you have to be so careful. I'm just, you know, I just think Spend your pennies where it counts. And are these things even going to be in style? And as for the celebrity unboxing, it's like, remember in in, um, in high school or middle school when when you got sent, like, the rose, like the candy gram or the candy rose? Oh, candy grams. Like, what about, those cele- <laughs> what about the celebrities who didn't get the Beyonce box? And they're just waiting. Well, like, also, oh, my trunk's m- going to get here soon. My mind went straight to, oof, she sent Reese a full rolling rack. And she sent Janelle Monet a trunk. A trunk. I mean, I don't know. The the rolling <sighs> rack seemed like it had more stuff in it. Right. But I don't know. I mean, hurt feelings. There's hurt just love. Feelings. It's like when you like. I remember back in the day, I had a publicist, and I got to go to a couple of those gifting suite things, um, which is like where celebrities go and get free stuff from all these people that are sponsoring the yeah. event. And you know, there like maybe there was like one of the things could be an iPod and some of it's like creatine powder and some of it's sunglasses and like I was at the level of where um, you get a pair of sunglasses <laughs> and they check your name and it's like Tom well like, like they give you a bracelet when you check in oh my and god it's color coded and so your status is color coded and you go by and I didn't know that this was happening and so then I go and I'd be standing by the iPod and they're like yeah well we're here we're just here today um Telling, telling and sharing about our new product, <laughs> this fancy new iPod. Yeah, you free, feel free to look at it. Admire it from a few steps back. It's so gross. <laughs> oh, it's so shameful. Oh, that's so, worse. That's worse than no color. That's yeah, worse than no after bracelet. That, I, I, occasionally I'll be like, oh, do you want to go to this thing? I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> I do not need to be made aware of my level on the um, in the pyramid, the, the, the pyramid of, <laughs> of Hollywood. Um, the, you know, at the top is is Charlize Theron, and the okay. rest of us are just the, the the. We're just the brown under carriage pyramid, <sighs> with the footings. We're just like buried in the tomb. <laughs> I'm like the, I'm like the the jar of organs in in the tomb. It's been embalmed to, yes. next to. Yeah, next that's to. where I'm at in the pyramid. Uh, Do you know what I this? 
I was thinking about this reminds me of once we were in New York, you and I together. Oh, yes. And we were going to a fancy a restaurant for dinner. One of, I mean, I think it had a Michelin star and neither of us were quite prepared. We were not prepared. We're not prepared. We were faking it till we make it. Well, okay. Can we tell the full story? I think, I think we have to tell the full story. So, okay. So Carrie wanted to set me up with her friend and um because you're both really really um special guys as my mom would say but you really are you both and i have like a by the way i have a never ending crush on him as do most people i'm sure he let us say who it is Trent. i think we can say Trent. i think yeah. i think he'll be down with us so and he, and he Trent, is a is very that, successful he's very handsome handsome um he's he ran a winery he does woodworking and builds canoes he's uh, very big in the woodworking community very now. big in the woodworking <laughs> he's huge community. huge his videos and, on instagram and i let and tom at the time let's let's talk about why you were in well, new york there, so you I were treading the boards treading the boards i was doing that broadway show that you've heard me he talk was about on before. broadway and so trent what was so he had he had to go I guess he was in charge of keeping the relationships between with, the relationship with the, with the wine the buyers wine. for the restaurant. We were at a restaurant um, called The Modern, it which is, is at MoMA. At MoMA, this is really fancy pants. It's not just a fancy restaurant; it's a fancy restaurant in a museum. Yeah, and, and you had to difficult. wear a jacket. You had to wear a jacket. So I bought a suit at Uniqlo. And for whatever reason, even though I was setting you two up, I decided I would come along on the well, date. It was going to be a double date. That's right. Okay, so this is the this is the key part of the crucial aspect of the story yes. is in so tom went out bought a suit i'm all dressed up ready to go to the big date and an hour before my longtime boyfriend breaks up with me <laughs> and he doesn't just break up he breaks up with me on email <gasps> oh i didn't know that part. <laughs> yes uh. but here and it's not even just a breakup on email the message was you know, I've done some reflecting, and there's a test I like to apply to people. I'm so sorry. I've got to get through this. To people in my life, and I like to call it the bullet test. And the question is, would I take a bullet for oh, you? God! And upon reflection, I've decided not. This man... <gasps> So, uh, which, like, wouldn't you take a... Like, there are people who take bullets for strangers in Walmart. People take bullets for pets. I mean, for pets. I, yes, yes. This person is—he's a terrible person. I mean, I'm just, I don't I know mean, him. I don't know who this is. Bruh, I don't. Uh, it was so. It was. That's it was jarring. devastating. It was also, jarring. Like, maybe don't tell me that part of the story. Just save it. Just, just say save you know it. what. I. It's not working for me. Let's. I'm. Mean, we got to break up. Yeah. That's all. That's all you need. That's all I need. That's all I would have needed. I mean, and so I was really. You know, I I was devastated. I was shook, shook. And but, Trent comes over. I, for whatever reason, Trent met me at my apartment. And I was like, hey, I'll just be a second. Just let me put on some lipstick. And I checked the email. Oh, God, no, no. <laughs> so poor Trent. And uh, we, we arrive. I love you're like, I'm going. But I going. said, I'm going. Oh, some man's not going to stop me. I mean, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. So depressing. Okay, so then my part of the story is I had uh, either it was food poisoning or the norovirus. Like, it was, I hadn't, there had been no movement in any, anywhere. And I'm like, something's wrong. I feel like I'm going to die, but I'm going. I bought this suit. I want to go to this fancy restaurant. And you I look meet so this, sharp. I wanted to meet this guy. And 
I, I and it was like a free meal for us. Like, yes. like all expenses paid. Neither of us ate a thing because I, I couldn't. We, you the were. The waiter came by and I just <laughs> lost it. And I just <gasps> started crying just when he was asking about water. And you looked very pale. I was handsome, so very handsome, pale. Handsome, but pale. Sweating and Wayne. pale. It's like that scene in Bridesmaids. A little clammy. I. It was a disaster. But a we delightful can, we, disaster, though. I feel like as we are all the type of people who always just tries to make the best of things in all three of us, yeah. we just kept going. Also, I, I think there's a lot of pressure like, no, like, you got to go. There's no understudy for this part. You got to go on. <laughs> on with the show. No, you have to You have to add what, that you had to keep leaving the table. <laughs> Not to get too graphic. But, but Tom took some some restroom breaks because some movement finally did start happening, and I was just like, "Oh!" And then like, but then I, with, I totally wanted to make out with Trent after, but then I didn't know if this was food poisoning or if I was contagious, so I was just like, "But the bathroom stalls, you have to tell them about the the bathroom stalls Wait, didn't what? have full uh, full coverage. They were like an <gasps> opaque glass. Oh my god, I forgot about that." <laughs> They were like a milk glass so that you could see everyone's. And it was a unisex situation. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean. and that, But I, in my memory, you did make out at the end. Am I, am I, am I exaggerating? No, I remember it was raining and there was an uh, umbrella. And then I, I wanted to make out, but I just felt I should have just gotten him sick. But I wasn't sure. I just didn't want to like be responsible. Anyway, I think I was off in the corner. Just yeah, you gave us a he, moment, he, and you were you were shaking, giving you a moment. Uh, but yeah, we didn't get to make out. Um, but we all became friends. Yeah, we all stayed friends. Yeah. God, that oh actually that that could sort of be an overall metaphor for my time in New York because it was sort of like. It was amazing, but like so many things went wrong. That was kind of that was kind of the theme for my whole time. There. I mean, I feel like that's the whole theme of my entire dating life. Amazing, but so many things went wrong. We you are, now you do have a boyfriend right now, right? I do. I do have a boyfriend right now. Yes, I've seen the He's photos. He's a good guy. Very handsome. He is actually flying out right as we speak to come to LA because it was my birthday last <gasps> week. Happy belated. Thank you. Guess what? Well, we went to Cheesecake Factory, by the way, on my birthday. My sister and I, not my boyfriend. He was he was in New York. Oh okay. God, getting it. All I took my mom up. to Cheesecake Factory in San Francisco, by the way, last week. So I Cheesecake mean, Factory for everyone. For everyone. And I will. Okay, I judged it on a previous episode, but I will say I had the most delicious light pot pie. They have a light menu now. Oh, a light pot pie. It was sort of a deconstructed pot pie where it was like sort of soup-ish, and then like a light pastry filling on top. My mom and I both got one, and I was deeply satisfied. Oh, excellent. But why are so many people trying to go to the cheesecake? I mean, we, it's become a thing. It's too many. It covers too many uh, food groups. Like, there's just no sort of limit to, like... The menu I, is just... I would like to focus on, like, one thing, you And know? yet, and yet, I have not ever gotten something I didn't enjoy there. Try it. It's like a <laughs> roll, roll the dice, Tom. Roll the dice. That's what America wants. More. Giant portions. more giant portions. Of corporate food. The, it's also the bread. Free bread. Free bread. I know a lot of your listeners aren't able to enjoy the bread, so I enjoy it for them. I, look, I had a piece of that bread, and it was it's warm really and good. soft. And I'm embarrassed really that I liked it so much. 
<laughs> um, wow, we've really covered that. Uh, <laughs> you know, factory. really, we go from the modern to Cheesecake Factory, and that's the kind of people we are. Yeah, you know, it's the same. Trash to treasure. Trash to bring it around. to I, treasure. I, I, I like to slum it sometimes, and then sometimes I like to... Here's the thing. Once you get a taste of, um, of expensive fashion, th- this is the kicker, mm. is that you don't want to go back because it uh, feels true. really like... I did some. I did a thing for Acne Studios. They're my favorite brand, not just because they hired me, but because I enjoy what they make. Um, and now I, I like. I'm tr- basically I'm trying to You're just s- have a closet full of their stuff because I'm just like, what if I get? What if I just have a few of really nice things? Because sometimes it like a hundred dollar t shirt feels amazing. It feels amazing. Why it does it feel so amazing? amazing? I feel like it's sturdier. I feel like I take it's better softer. care of it. Because I spent more money on it, I don't put it in the dryer. No, of course not. Why? Who, are you crazy? Are you, Isn't it weird that Europeans? There's not. No one's drying anything there. No, we're obsessed stinks. with dryers we're here. Obsessed with convenience and heat. Well, we're also washing our clothes too much. Do you know about mm-hmm. this? Wait, oh, tell me, Tom. Tell me more. I don't know. I've just clicked on an article, and by clicked on an article, meaning I skimmed it and read, remembered the headline, which is that uh, we're. We were just conditioned by advertising, by Tide and all those commercials over the past several decades mm. that we need to be washing our clothes after one wearing. No, that's And wrong. I always had deep shame about, you know, wearing my jeans multiple oh, times. Oh, no, you can wear those all year, almost. You can just put them in the freezer, <laughs> kill, the, kill the bacteria. Oh, and yeah. it's the same with your hair. You oh, know, yeah, we've been washing our hair too much. Big shampoo has been really brainwashing us. Yeah, I try not to wash time. mine that much also i get so dry after i wash oh, my hair yeah now let it go let you let, be a little natural folks that's what we're saying and as a blonde that's like when saying. you know blonde you blonde, have to, deal you have with... to be very careful very very careful but yeah we're washing our clothes too much well I'm we gonna... should we should you know wear a t-shirt a second time but that i don't know that i i do do you again the midwestern in me you know, I have to tell it. you a confession. I don't think I've ever told anyone this, but okay. my first job in Los Angeles, I worked for Sundance Film Institute, which used to have offices in Beverly Hills, and I worked for the International Writing Program. And there was a brief time when my I got a new boss, a new head of the department, and I was about to leave. I'd already I'd been there two years, and I was going to go to grad school. So I kind of knew I was already at the door, and there was a new boss coming. And she was moving from New York, and she asked me, oh, my God, I hope she never hears this. She asked me if I could keep her clothes in my house for her while she was house hunting. And um, which is kind of an odd – looking back, that was just really a boundary cross, you know? I wasn't her assistant at all. Keep my clothes. Just store them for her as a favor. And I didn't really know her well, but I I was young, but I wasn't an assistant by any means. And so I did. And Tom, they were really nice did you designer wear, did clothes. You wear her and clothes? I and I did. I wore her clothes out a couple of times. Isn't that, aw- isn't that awful? <laughs> no, it's so good. And, and they if felt she would be so... if she were to be mad at you for doing that, I would say she's a monster. Because you know what? <laughs> They're sitting there. Why not let them be worn? Can you believe my hubris at twenty twenty two? That's hubris. <laughs> One, I love that you're using the word hubris. And two, I love that you did that. But they were so nice by far. You know, I my wardrobe at the time, and, and mostly to this day, consisted of a lot of Target and Forever 21. You yeah. know, if I was really going crazy H&M. But this was designer 
gorgeous fabric, silk. It was all very European. It, it was a German design, I'm thinking. But anyhow, it was minimalist. Oh. It was elegant. Oh. It was just another level. And I did. I had that kind of like, well, you asked me to hold them. I'm keeping a close watch on my body. Um, did you um, did you take them to the dry cleaner and like package everything up before uh, she... Did yeah. she come back for her clothes? She eventually... Did... Yeah, she did come back for her clothes. She did come back for them, unfortunately. Otherwise, they would have been mine forever. Do you have do you have any like do you have a Chanel coat or like do you have something have that you're one, like I've had and I'm never getting rid of it? I have one Chanel skirt only because my sister for a brief while was an assistant to an actress of some note. Okay. And she would often give my sister clothes to donate. And of course my sister and I rifle through them. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and when we found this gorgeous mesh Chanel skirt, oh I kept it. I kept it and has a little CC, a diamond encrusted CC on the <gasps> oh, waistband. Yeah, you gotta keep that. And sometimes also, I'll just tuck things like, in. Mm, get I rid know, of it. Get like, rid of you selling that. That's probably my most prized fashion possession. Ugh. But I came upon that one honestly, halfway, halfway honestly. Uh, I, you know what's interesting is that um, I saw I was with a friend yesterday for coffee at Verve Coffee, having an overpriced, expensive sure. coffee date at sure. Verve. And um, we were sitting at the sort of the bar area. The Vivin Vigor Bar. I don't know. I'm yeah. Just at the, just the, by, by the register. Um, and Connie Britton came in. <gasps> no. Looking. No. No makeup on, but looking beautiful. Was she humming a tune? I, I wasn't close enough to hear. Okay. But yes, the hair is that beautiful in oh person. Oh, my God. And she had a Goyard purse <laughs> with her initials on it. No. CB. With her middle initials, too. Oh. So I, I think it was C. I think CWB. No, I you pretend you don't know her middle name. Okay, I don't. I don't know. But what's interesting is that I like that is such a the Goyard purse. So if you don't know a Goyard purse, it's like. I don't know how much would you say that is like five thousand dollars. Must be at minimum, right? They're leather and they have a very specific sort of, sort of like looks like chain link print on the leather. Not chain link, but it's like a lattice work print. Or okay. Whatever. And um, got you, it. And have, do you know uh, going like a, ne- a metal netting, sort of like it's a, not a metal netting, a, but like the print on it. Is oh, the print. Colorful and they're sort of. Anyway, it's hard to explain. Uh, but there's a, the initials. But you are knew it when it. you saw it. Yes, and. I was like, oh, that's a fancy bag. You know, it's like it's on the level of an Hermes. Gotcha. Yes. But what's interesting is like I only knew about Goyard because my ex went on Wheel of Fortune, (laughs) lost pretty bad. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Which is also, I will say that. Did you? Okay, were you? Okay. Tell me. I had to go to the Wheel of Fortune, him. So I went to support him, even knowing. That I was going to be stuck having to watch multiple. Of course, they tape episodes. They ta- they tape and they're like, you can't leave. Friends and family can't leave. You have to watch all oh. the episodes they're not in. Oh, so me and his Garbage. other, his old ex boyfriend, uh, old Tom. So Tom and Tom go to see my boyfriend at the time, so Mike. Be on Wheel of Fortune, and he said something really dumb. Like uh, Pat Sajak said to him, like, I understand you like to bake, Mike. <laughs> He's like, I, I do. And he's like, uh, said something like, do you do you make your own frost? Anyway, Mike's response to whatever question was, well, it's not a fondant, Pat. 
Oh, no. And I was sitting there with Tom, and we just grabbed each other, and we were like, oh, great. Oh. Now he's going to be the gay meme. Like, you, you're representing all the gays. There's rarely a gay on Wheel of Fortune. You had to say the word fondant. Did, did Pat bristle? Pat, I think he said that was the first time we've had fondant. On the, oh, no. And then Pat... At the end of the episode, when Mike lost terribly, um, brought back, <laughs> said something, and like brought back the word fondant again. Good so for anyway, him. Nice callback. Nice callback. I have back. to give him points. Yeah, points for that. Um, Do you know that I was on a game show and had no friends and family? Oh, None. No one came to support you? What I game show just, were you on? I was on the $25,000 pyramid. <gasps> I was new to Los Angeles. No friends or family to be to be had. <laughs> And when I won, because yes, Tom Link, I won. Oh, yes. I won $10,000 on NASCAR week. What? Yes. But uh, um, Johnny Osmond, who was the host at the time, had to give me a hug because, because there no... were no friends or family. Oh, God. So, you know, which is worse? Losing with friends and family present or winning with, with no one? With no one to So hug alone. You. So I say alone. I'm gonna say that you you had the better option. <laughs> also, I know I just and we got into such a big fight about. Did you? Well, because I had a bad attitude about it because I knew what was entailed, and everyone else was like, "Yeah, it'll be so fun." I'm like, "It's gonna be so boring." But also, I didn't. You're like the jaded star. I, well, I, that was the other issue is that I didn't want the camera to pan over when he won to him with his friends and family and to be me like to like that year that I like didn't work to be like great my my most recent credit on IMDb <laughs> is going to be friends and family in the audience on Wheel of Fortune great great so um I I, I had oh some... is that that guy from Buffy uh, oh look oh at there him. he is in the audience not winning uh but Mike oh anybody has to say Mike he didn't win, but he won a little bit of money. And with the money, he bought a chair from Design Within Reach. Whose reach is it? Not mine. <laughs> it's no one's reach unless Nobody. you're totally rich. He bought a chair from the... Because he, he's he's a doc, he's a child psychiatrist. So he bought a chair and he for bought... For his patients? No, for to watch TV. But oh. it was like a modern <laughs> chair that reclines or whatever. And then he bought himself a Goyard wallet. And his oh. his, his initials are... M and E. So it just, and they print it really big. So it just looks like a wallet that says me. Me. Oh boy. Oh but it's like boy. an $800 leather wallet. So anyway, that's wow. why I knew about the Goyard purse because it has the same print on that. But this is a whole roundabout way of me getting to the point of like, if I did, only other rich people know that that's a rich person purse. So like. Right. You're telegraphing it. It's just like, if it's like getting a trunk from Beyonce. Yes. It's that sort of thing. You're wearing your richness on your sleeve. And like literally. Like not like are who who who's supposed to be impressed by it? Other rich people if we the poor people don't know that it's expensive or do we just assume that oh it's a famous person they got to be wearing something that I don't that's out of my reach. Now have you crafted your own you know initialed no. bag? No. And worn it around town and see how that <laughs> Well, I mean, went. I have sewn my own bags out of fabrics. Of course you have. But I haven't, have. I haven't. You haven't done the knockoff. I haven't done like a knockoff um, yet. With some chicken wire? I don't oh, know. Oh, oh. No, I'm just, I'm diving in. I oh, am diving I might have in. to do that. Okay, we have to take a little break and we'll be right back. 
Okay, we are back from our break. Before we get to our trash and treasure moment, yes, um, we need to talk about your book. Oh, can I'm we? I'm very, I'm very, like, I get very excited when my friends have written a book because it seems so hard to me. It's something that I would love to do one day, and I'm so wildly impressed that you have the follow through to sit down and write something. Your book is called The Flying Flamingo Sisters. Yes. It, now, is it is it a, a young adult book? Is it for kids? It's called mid, it's called middle grade. Okay. So they say officially eight to thirteen. I like to say six to. 99 Tom oh, yeah. 6 to 99 um, Now I noticed some people um, talking about it and reposting it um, if you have kids it's something that um, it's, it's an audible book it's an audible original so it was written for the audio uh, medium so it is uh, written as a 1930s radio style play and there are there's a cast of actors there are sound effects there is beautiful orchestral scoring and the story itself is set in the 1930s. Ooh. Yes. And it follows these three young girls whose parents are famous aviators. And the aviators go missing over the Pacific. And these daring flamingo sisters, excuse me, flamingo sisters, set off on this adventure to save their parents. And in the process, they join a flying circus, which so they do these, you know, death defying aerial tricks and they wing walk. All kinds of hijinks ensue. Oh, my God. This sounds so beautiful and romantic. Um, Now, is this so is this the future of books? They're being written specifically for this medium. Yes. It's so exciting. and, And does that mean like. Uh, if a book does well in this version, then does it get adapted? Like, is it going to go through reverse? Like, then it gets adapted into uh, into print? Yeah, or they is could that- sell the rights to print eventually. Uh, they could have it exclusive on Audible for so long or wherever your whoever your publisher is, and then revert to print. But the fun thing for me is because I was also daunted by writing a book. But it was like, it's a book script hybrid. Oh. So it's the best of both worlds. It was so fun to write because you write this. I like writing dialogue. I love writing characters. But then whenever you need to fill in some exposition, you got a, you got a narrator the ready narrator to go. narrator just does the job for you. Oh. Yeah. So I found it really a delightful process. I mean, it was still a lot of work. It took, uh, I had to say no to a lot of other things this year to oh. get it done. Okay. Um, I took, speaking of our friend Trent, who we, we, the blind date we spoke about earlier, he uh, took a year to build a canoe. Yeah. And so he told everyone that year, uh, sorry, I can't hang out. I'm building my canoe. And it was this quick answer that sort of satisfied everyone who wanted to ask him to, you know, go meet for drinks or go meet. Because you really do have to just spend time yeah. being boring in your house at your computer writing. And, and we're like, I'm sorry, everybody, I'm doing my book this year. Yeah, I had to say that. And it's really hard at first. And you feel left out and you feel like you're letting people down. But then once you start doing it and you just, it becomes easy. Well, now, like. And people are excited for you. And it's, you need something big like that so that they're like, oh, I get it. That's a giant project. I don't, see, for me, I don't know how, so when I'm left to my own devices like that, I just never get the thing done. I have to. Well, it helps to have a deadline. Deadlines are great. It helps to say, oh, someone's paying me for this. You know, it's just like you'd show up to set. But at the same time, like, are you also at the same time, like, like when you're writing your first book, you're like, are you, you're like, oh, I'm going to get paid for this. So I have to black out time for this. But I also have other, yeah, commi- I mean- other work commitments. So I'm doing this in like my free time. So does it really kind of take up your 
basically your whole life outside of the other things. It doing. really did. I have to say, I was actually writing two books last year, which oh, is God. crazy. Don't ever do really? that. It's the worst. It was so, it was really difficult. But what I had to do was prioritize the Flamingo Sisters because that that was coming out first. Got it. And I wrote a very, very detailed outline. And so I, I just set a, cal- I made a calendar for myself. You know, this, you have to have this chapter done by this day and this chapter that, by this day and do you find yourself in the midst of doing a, an overall big project like this do you have to like take breaks and like have like okay i have to like just do you, like do you have any trash trash tv that you would watch or something like in, in oh, intermittently yes. to like sort of like let your brain well i won well, the two of the best things just if you need a quick one are just take a walk take a shower get your because those are things that you do that are physically moving and you're not in front of the computer, but your brain can still be working. Yeah. So you're distracting yourself. Those are uh, – but that that was really important. Also, I talked to people about my project. Only a couple. Pick a couple people that you really trust. You don't oh. want to talk to everybody about it. Okay. You don't need too much input early on because it can – you know, then you're writing by committee. So only Yeah, and you're trying to very... make a bunch of people happy yeah, instead so of it was, yourself. Right. So my mom – my oh. sister and my really good dear best friend Brian Clark, who oh, we know Brian. from the comedy world. Yeah, those were my little. That was my little team, and they were they had a lot of time, and they were very patient with me. Oh, so that helped. But if you're talking trash TV, let's see. Oh yeah, what yeah. you? I watched that. I haven't watched the second season yet. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. Oh my god, Tom! But he's a murderer. I don't know, but he's so beautiful. He's so. Be- it's so. It's so trash. It's you. It's trash, but it's treasure. Is it? Yes. Okay, fine. I'm going to watch We're it. We're not going to talk about it anymore until you watch it. Okay? That's, <sighs> okay, that's fine. the rule. Uh, well, maybe I should tell you my Trash or Treasure yes, show. Yes, please do. That BBC Dracula that's on Netflix. Oh, is it good? No. <laughs> and I watched the whole thing. Here's something. I, I, I'm, I'm working on a thing right now, and I'm... I'll just talk about it. So I'm I'm doing. You guys, we're getting some good tea here. We're getting a little. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I've got a um, I'm I'm doing, a I'm been working on this with a friend, and we're almost done writing. We've written all the music. I'm still working on like the script part of it, but it's a it's a one man parody of Cats called Cat. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and um, I'm trying oh to inc- I'm trying to incorporate the journey of the character. To have this thing about, like, what, uh, like, people are laughing at the stuff they're not supposed to be laughing at, and like, what, um, sort of getting him to talk about, like, why are we not, you know, you're not taking it seriously, like, can't you enjoy <laughs> this? And, and then talking about that thing of like, but why can't, why can't we enjoy something earnestly that we know is bad at the same time? And then I'm like, oh, that's, that's guilty pleasure programming, like, why? Are we so mean, What's so wrong mean to ourselves about things that we know are trash, but we love it, and we're we're enjoying it both ironically and, and earnestly at yes. the same time? I don't know. I, I think that's one of your skills, Tom. You know, in oh. a lot of your creative work, I think that's a through line. Like why? Anyway, I haven't solved the the answer of like how how this fits into the show yet, but but it sounds meowless. Oh. Up. No, uh, I'm seriously. I can't wait. You I, know what? You're this. This is the because one of your f- the best shows that you've ever done in my mind. 
that I laughed so hard that I cried and then cried so hard I laughed was your pets. Oh, the your pet one. show. Yeah. And so this feels like a good follow-up to that. Yeah, well, I need to do that Tom, show Tom, for those again. of you who don't know, did a show about... Called uh, Heavy Petting. Yeah, about all of his... Dead pets. Dead pets. It was, I think it, it was hard brilliant. to do it again because it's like I have to go through, I have to like relive all the pet deaths and it's actually quite... You charted sad. them. You had, you had know, drawings, drawing and... board. You had whiteboards. It was amazing, but it was sad. But it was so good. So I like that you're back in the pet channel. Yeah. Oh, I know what I was gonna say. The, like, I, I just watched the entire AJ and the Queen. Oh yes, I've only seen the first uh, first episode. And, par- and we have friends that have work work on it and write on it. Yeah. And there are so many insane moments on the show of like wait what's happening like there's no logic like the whole plot centers around like oh he stole my amex and rung up a hundred thousand i saved a hundred thousand dollars but then you spent a hundred thousand dollars on my credit card but like it doesn't like your savings and your credit card don't active like (laughs) It doesn't. It doesn't go like it, like. There's there's logic issues. With so some it. suspicion suspension of, of disbelief. disbelief. Yeah. Okay. And there's just uh, so there's crazy things. But then like uh, our friend Drew wrote an amazing so episode, and like some of the best acting of the whole series happens on it. Anyway, like I I watched the whole thing, and um, there's been some talk between friends and people on Instagram. There was a whole big thing. My whole thing is like. I think there's room to to for both at the same time. Yeah, and like I, I enjoyed. Obviously, I enjoyed it because I watched the all ten thing. episodes in two days. But I also I'm aware of the things that were like funny to me, or that I was sort of like you know stuck out in my mind as like that was weird, but I loved it. Right, and it's in a world of uh, drag camp, right? So it all that's it's, the thing. It's... Like I part of I was confused. I'm like, do, you know, are are is this supposed to be campy or is, like what are the to- what is the tone here and i didn't also want to get into the fight that everyone was having so sure. i've mostly just not said anything about it because i wanted to be able to enjoy it in the i don't know does that make any sense of course of co- i mean i think that's a lot of a lot of our very favorite things maybe not you know held up in high esteem by critics but it doesn't make them less like I, I still haven't seen the cats movie. I'm going to go this week. I'm shocked, but I imagine and disappointed. I'm you. going to <laughs> like it's going to be insane, and I'm going to love it. Slash, have you seen the people are dressing up? Sorry to interrupt you. Oh yeah, I like going to the theater okay. and like dancing in front of the screen. After I might have to do that. I just I'm doing ten minutes of my show on Saturday, <gasps> just to test out some material. Oh my gosh. Um, and so I spent this morning. Um teasing a wig into the cat ears which i think was a crime that the movie didn't do the, just the cgi and the smoothness of the cat right i think the stage version really using the wigs as the cat <laughs> the wig use was the wig use and sort of fashioning the wig hair into ears sort of made it like we're humans sort of as cats as opposed to like um, we're cats with human face. hands and faces yes Yes. Oh my gosh. Did you see well, Cats? I, see the show. I haven't seen it. Well, you did. I see it at the Omaha Orpheum Theater as a child. Oh, yes, yeah. I did. Okay. I've yes, only seen it once and I was an adult uh, maybe like eight years ago and I had a friend who was singing Memory and played that part. And 
also I hadn't seen it before, and so I just wept throughout yeah. the show when there was all the dancing. I was very moved you were by moved. dance. I think I'm going to be moved by your show. <laughs> Cat. I mean, I'm so excited. I can't tell you how excited I am. We'll for see this. how it goes. Um, oh okay, sorry. I'm lathering on. I've got to get to your trash and treasure items. Okay. Please bring them before me. Okay. Getting them immediately. Okay. So, Tom, there would be more. <laughs> but I recently took a, Did a, purge? a big a purge right before I knew I was coming here, and I'm sad about that. But item one before me is standard Annie wig. <laughs> No, it's not an Annie wig. It's not a tight enough curl to be an Annie wig. I could not come in front of you without a wig in my hand. I feel like I recognize this wig from some sketch work. Possibly. It might have uh, made an appearance on the Groundlings stage at some point. And then there's a a Ziploc bag of, of (laughs) of three green participant ribbons. The kind that you would get if you did a jogathon, and you didn't win, but you participated. Tom, you can't get first place if you don't participate. Gross! <laughs> so which of these is trash and which of these is treasure? I'm going to yes. say, I okay, I feel like since there's three of these green ribbons and trust me, I've I've had I've received many a participant ribbon in my youth and it was always like either green or yellow and you're like wow i was i was up there (laughs) i participated right there was such there was such shame to it as well like you were kind of excited you got something but then you saw your friends with like the blue ribbon and the red ribbon so anyway i think that this wig is your treasure item because i feel like it looks like um the wig that you wore as my favorite sketch that I was in with you. <laughs> yes, ding ding ding. ding, ding, ding. Okay, this red bouffant wig. Yes, I played a woman who worked for State Farm and practiced uh, the religion of Wicca <sighs> and was just hitting on her coworkers. And you were one of my. What was colleagues. her name? Her name was, let's see, her name was, oh my God, was it Magda? No, wait, hold on. Hold on. She it's wore a moo she wore a purple momo. There was a figurine on the desk. Oh, my God. It was a horse. She was really into horses, which is funny because I'm writing the next book is called Horse Girl. Horse so, Girl. Um, oh, my gosh. Why I, we'll just call her Magda for now. Okay. That was one of my M characters. Wait, is Horse Girl, Um, is it going to be? Horse Girl is a book book for Penguin Random House. And is it going to be for YA? Is that a it's straight a, up it's YA? It's a middle grade YA situation. It's like Mean Girls in the Horse World. So it's like, so it's very self-aware about like horse. Horse girls horse was a th- girl. is a thing. Yeah, like, and they're leaning into it. Yeah, great. as oh the God. meme hashtag horse girl. I'm obsessed. So does that mean that these participant ribbons are trash? And you they're trash, but they're treasured trash, Tom. Wait, because what? I feel like we, you know what? What I love about Tom Link, he participates. <laughs> he shows up. He shows up and he does stuff. He doesn't wait for other people. He's constantly creating and participating in life i think a lot of the in fashionable in what you know it's very fashionable to be very skeptical very hater right Mm -hmm, now mm -hmm. when you're not participating and you know what tom you participate in the creative realm every single day and i admire that about you i've yet to win but i'm showing (laughs) up every day to participate pin that ribbon on we're proudly i paid it today (laughs) um do you want to? Do you need to get rid of these from your house? Yeah, those are yours to okay. keep. Those are yours to keep. We'll fill your name in on them. 
Take them home. Don't go home empty-handed today. Okay, I'm sorry I have to shut us down. Um, be sure um, to get the Flying Flamingo Sisters on Audible. It's great. Um, somebody said it's great for a road trip. It's yeah. The New York the New York Times said it's the great New York for Times said it's great for a road trip. trip because the adults enjoyed it as much as the kids Aww. did. So um, I'm yes, so get it. It's so fun. Enjoy it. Leave a review if you feel like it. Oh yeah. Hey, why not? Tom, uh, thank you so thank you much for, being for having here. me. This was a ball. Um, and thanks for listening, everybody. See you next time on the Trashcast. Okay, by the way, if you sign up for Patreon, you can hear a bonus story from Carrie Syme telling more mortifying tales from her dating life. So head on over to my Patreon for that and other fun things. And thanks for listening. Bye.